This is Pursuing Wholeness. can't even remember then we just did, didn't feel like we were tired oh yeah maybe it gotten too late or something like that so we just like forget it <clears throat> so ain't no use in trying to squeeze something out you know just for the sake of doing it we kind of believe in you know just like just not really worrying about it everybody says with a podcast you have to be religiously consistent with it and I, I'm a believer in that, but at the same time, you know, sometimes just like forget it, don't don't worry about it. Yeah, I mean, this is your, oh sorry. I just saying because you have, have to live your life. <clears throat> yeah, this is not like our livelihood or anything like that. So it's like it's a kind of like a hobby for us. So you can't let your hobby become. <laughs> you can't be a slave to your hobby. Yeah, right, right. So. Yeah, it's just a, it's it's just yeah, like you said, it's more of a hobby or whatever. So, you know, if it were livelihood, it'd be a different story. You know, it wouldn't matter what. If even if it was one o'clock in the morning, we'd be recording. But you know, y'all don't have to worry about that. But anyhow, <clears throat> <coughs> hope y'all are doing doing well. Um, you know, we're 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 good. You know, just you know dealing with life and all that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, not really sure how we're gonna go into um whatever we talk about today. But I will say, speaking of what I just said, you know that I I was having recent thoughts about just the um recent thoughts about just the what am I trying to say? I guess how how we're really encouraged to live very inauthentic lives or whatever lives that are very much portrayed a certain way in front of people, but behind the scenes, there's struggles, you know, and, and, um, but again, you're supposed to act like you have it all together, you know, and, you know, you show the best side of yourself on social media and, it's just not real. So you think the person that you admire, you think that they are so great and all that kind of stuff, but then you find out that they're struggling too. But it's because this whole thing is kind of built on just like showing something that's not fully there, you know. And it's not really, it really ends up not helping anybody, you know. Yeah, it's like a waste of time. Like what is life about if it's all about a show? Just so tired of it. Mm-hmm. So tired of it. And that's kind of like the topic for today. Like Sean said, we kind of dealing with some stuff. Um, you know, things are good in our household. I always like to say that. I'm very grateful. It's just some other challenges that we're dealing with. And um, I guess, you know, just I often feel like as a society, we don't know how to deal with life's challenges. And um, 
like you said, it's like you feel like you have to kind of put on this good face, like everything's good. And sometimes it's just not. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like we don't allow ourselves to have the space to not be good. Like you ask people, how are you doing? I'm not talking about like, you know, you ask your neighbor how they doing or somebody you see at the grocery store, you know, how you doing. But really like you ask people how such and such going and usually, oh, that things are good. They're good. Even if you're dealing with a lot. And I mean, I'm saying like, it's one thing in like shallow, not shallow, but like acquaintance relationships. But when you get into circles where you're supposed to have a closer relationship, there's still like the, the, the feeling that you have to be good. And then when people ask how things are going that you have to say, oh, they're good. They're good. Mm-hmm. And it's like, where do we get to really say how things are actually going and like have people to like help us through the things that we're dealing with? Mm-hmm. And then another thing on the flip side is like people really don't want to deal with other people's stuff. It's like, you know, you you going too deep with this. I'm I, I don't want to have to deal with that. And I just feel like. I feel a, a lack of community, uh, you know, in terms of where people are bearing each other's burdens and and just, like, helping people. I just feel, like, so disconnected a lot of times. And I feel like when we deal with stuff, you're just on your own. Mm. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, you know. <clears throat> well, that, what all of that makes me think about personally is, like, I mean, yes, it's true. In <clears throat> in our society, we um we do like often say, "Yeah, I'm you know I'm good," and, and we're not. <clears throat> you know, it's like I think the thing is, I think a lot of times like we don't. I think it just kind of takes. How do I say this? I I think that not everybody really notices what's missing i guess specifically what's missing i think that people fill the void and then they don't even really in a sense they they don't recognize it it's like they struggle but they don't really recognize like the specificity of what's missing Mm -hmm. you know and so you know so then we just kind of continue to like suffer silently you know and then kind of more so kind of think that yeah it's just it's just me that i don't um you know, I just need to be stronger or whatever, you know, but, but yeah, you're right. And then, and then just over time, we just haven't really learned to kind of deal with, you know, other people's, um, other people's burdens, you know, I guess just the individualistic society that we live in. <clears throat> yeah. And it feels like, and I, I, I appreciate therapists and mental health professionals but it feels like they're our only option <laughs> sometimes mm-hmm. like if you're dealing with something there's nothing there's nothing in your community to help you have to go to a stranger to talk your problems over and i i see a value in it and i you know I, I, I t- i've taken advantage of um going to therapists as well you know to deal with some things but i'm just like what do people do without before therapists 
Mm. Like how how did people cope with life's challenges? And um, I don't know the answer to that, but I believe just based on I don't know what kind, what the foundation of my belief is, but I believe that that there were more networks in the past, like families were tighter and you had more of it wasn't just the nuclear family where mom dad children are in there it's like you had mom dad children grandparents aunts and uncles and cousins and it's like if one of the adults are not doing well perhaps other adults will be there to help encourage them and then also to like take some of the load off to you know take the kids for a few days and um or for a few hours or whatever. I don't know. I just feel like maybe there was more of a an interconnectedness that we're missing today. And I don't know to an extent why it's like that. Like, it's just kind of, I guess because we're kind of groomed to grow up and get your family and you handle your own business. Like, you're expected to stand on your own two feet. And so we just kind of feel like we have to figure it out on our own. Mm-hmm. And then I think also, I feel like the church perhaps was a bit more involved as well. Because I feel like now everything's about privacy and, um, you know, do what's best for you, even in the church. Like if somebody is in great need of something, then they go to the pastor or the deacons and they handle it. They might get money from the church funds to help the person, but the other members don't know anything about what was going on. And so I just feel like it's a more transactional kind of thing. Yeah, sorry about the spoon. <laughs> oh, yeah, transactional thing rather than the um, relationship thing. Like it's like, you know, you go there, you get what you need, they give you a check, you pay your bills instead of it being like, I don't know. I just feel like we're just kind of floating out there by ourselves. And we occasionally bump into somebody else who is out there, but it's not like a true web. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think I think some of that stuff gets a little complicated. I do I do largely agree. <clears throat> um Like when you mentioned the stuff with the church, you know, I wonder if some people would more more so want that privacy. You know, I don't know. Maybe maybe you're kind of even thinking that it it shouldn't be that way. It should be stuff that if somebody's dealing with stuff, the whole church should automatically know. I don't know. Yeah, and I, don't, and I don't think it's like, all right, so-and-so is dealing with this. But I think even just, like, taking away that secrecy, that veil of secrecy that we think we have to have, like, protecting everybody's privacy. I mean, I just, I'm just kind of going off of examples in the Bible. It's like there was, it seemed like at least there were some instances where the body interceded and um, sought God on behalf of individuals. It seems that way, or even like that, you know, where the 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 the, the Christians had all things in common, and some 
sold things so that others who need it would receive. I mean, maybe there was a lot of privacy about it. Like maybe only the the um, elders knew who needed and, and whatnot. And that's fine. I guess, I guess it just feel like it's still something missing. I'm not saying like the pastor should tell people so-and-so is dealing with stuff. But maybe just even creating a culture where it's not so secretive. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like to me something's missing. I, I could mean, just yeah. be No, I mean I agree. I think I think something is missing too. I do I do too. You know, like um I don't know. Like from my vantage point, I just kinda think about how you probably will have some di- like you'll have you'll have differences of opinion on that, even just kind of based on people's individual personality types. Because some people really don't, maybe aren't really going to want to be out communicating how they feel. It's based on, <clears throat> you know, I mean, maybe they might be more so inclined to confide, maybe in like a person or whatever. I guess, I guess, I guess, just considering personality types. I guess either way, I do believe that it's good for individuals, whether you're talking about church or not, it is good for individuals to, um, you know, to have people to talk to, to have close friends and have family and even like you say, extended family. You, you, I was glad you mentioned grandparents because I think that, you know, um, it kind of makes you think about like Japan where, <clears throat> grandparents are highly valued and um just seen just as like highly highly um well kind of repeat myself highly valued citizens in you know in the in the in the country you know because of the wealth of wisdom and experience that they have and you know whereas it's kind of you know unfortunately in our society our elders are seen as kind of almost, I mean, it sounds kind of harsh, but they're kind of more so almost seen as being in the way. Mm -hmm. And it's terrible, but, but there's just so much wisdom that we kind of miss out on because we don't really, our society is not as inclined anymore to like include that wisdom for life in our lives. Right. And so we automatically, you know, so it's like the older people in our lives end up kind of getting, you know, more or less overlooked while we just kind of go ahead and do this stuff ourselves. <clears throat> you know, you know, yeah, they might have lived a whole lot longer than we did, but we'll we'll figure it out, you know. But it's just, I mean, I agree. That's like, I think that's a highly, a highly flawed aspect of our society. Just the whole, you know, do it on your own kind of thing you know like you essentially reinvent the wheel in some ways i'm sure over and over and over and over again and and um end up you know you end up kind of stretching yourself out in ways but then you know because you're doing stuff that you could have got help with before yeah it's like maybe there's somebody in the fold or in the community who has what you need mm-hmm. now, I, I like i said i don't I know I'm an extroverted person. And I don't care about my business being out there, you know, to an extent. It depends on what kind of business we're talking about. But 
I'm more inclined to share than some people might be. But um, I just feel like there's something that, like, I mean, because a lot of times you get to talking to people and you start realizing that you have something that they need or they have something that you need, but we just don't have as much of an openness. At least that's how it seems. I, I feel like I could be just, maybe I just am being negative or something, but um, I guess even one thing we talked about earlier that I feel like I bring up is, I should bring up is um, just like that discernment. Like I, we were talking with a, a an older uh, member of our church recently. I mean, she's, she's not that old, but she's older than us. Um, kind of like a mother of the church. And um, she was saying that it just doesn't seem like there's discernment anymore, like amongst believers where she was saying, you know, you'll have, you might need something and somebody show up at your door saying, hey, I felt led to bring this to you. Um, it just doesn't seem like we have as much of that in the church these days. It's kind of like um, you're just kind of on your own. But, like, I guess, like, I kind of feel like there has to be something special about the body of Christ that is not present in other places. Otherwise, <clears throat> what's the point? Something extra that, like, when you're in a, a, a body of believers – that there's some additional support or something. Like, I just feel like if people struggling through life on their own, it's kind of like, why? Like, this thing that we preach about, shouldn't there be something in there that helps people other than just, you know, them having to go to therapy? And I don't have nothing against therapy. I don't. <laughs> I promised but I sometimes feel like there's things that we can do in the church that we kind of like relegate to therapy. Like, well, you know, I know I've seen shirts that say Jesus and therapy, and I do agree with that. But I sometimes wonder if we take, if we, if we crowd Jesus out with therapy sometimes, because we think that's, that's like a realm that's outside of the church. Yeah, it kind of, that kind of reminds me um, of. So I mean, as you know, one one thing that I've been really that's been really heavy on me lately is just the uh, practice of prayer. And um, you know, I've been kind of like in a interesting, kind of weird place with with prayer. Obviously, for those for people of people who have faith in Christ, you know, prayers is, 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 it's supposed to be a part of your life. But the more that you actually read what the Bible says about prayer, the more you see how huge of a part it has to play. And it's supposed to have to play in your life. Um, but the thing is like, when I think over my life, having faith and, you know, and all that, what I believe I read about a lot of the things about, you know, prayer, like, like, for example, you mentioned discernment. And I think about how the, um, the apostles were, um, trying to figure out who to send to 
some particular area, you know, like, you know, I guess to kind of help new believers or to, I don't know, start new churches or whatever. And they said they all fasted and prayed together. And then they all kind of like agreed. It was, they all kind of had agreement in their spirits that they need to send Barnabas and Saul, you know, mm-hmm. but like that was one of many examples of them like praying, fasting all the time, all the time. And so it's kind of like, I feel like, and gosh, I hope I don't get us off topic, but I really kind of feel like there's something, there's something lacking there. There's something, it's like, I kind of feel like there's something that I missed about prayer because of the, the high level of importance that's put on it in the Bible. And you see how the people came together and, and prayed. And a lot of times they were able to kind of see, they were able, their hearts were kind of united in prayer, like somehow God brought their hearts together on some sort of something. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and like, I mean, folks, I mean, folks will pray hours and hours and hours. I was even looking at, you know, recently some of these things with these, um, you know, like the DL Moody's and Charles Spurgeon's and, and George Muller's and all these, you know, I guess, uh, praying people like people like pa- preachers and stuff from like the the um what's it the 19th century stuff like that and like these guys would spend hours and hours and hours and hours and hours praying you know but like now you know it's like it's also foreign to me and it just kind of makes you wonder like what is it why are we so different these days have we just kind of figured out that quote it don't take it don't take all that you know somehow mm-hmm. you know but yeah at the same time i guess the reason why i mentioned that stuff is because it kind of has me going back sometimes to what you were saying about seeing like i guess kind of wondering what is it that really makes us different than anybody else in the church or whatever you know like what what makes us stand out I guess aside from going to church, like where's, where's our, I mean, yeah, sense of community. That's, of course, we were talking about that. Where's the extra whatever that we have to do things in the world and, and to help each other and to help people in the world and all that kind of stuff, you know, to keep from just, I don't know, just kind of being like a, you know, just having it just being us having our weekly gatherings people are still struggling, you know, you know, I just kind of think about different situations since I've been, you know, a believer and you just kind of know people struggling and it just, it just kind of goes on and you pray, but then sometimes feel helpless because you don't really, you don't really, I mean, the person still kind of deals with what they're dealing with. But at the same time, when I consider how people treated prayer, before you know sometimes it makes me wonder do we kind of have something a little i don't know i'm just saying do we have something kind of off even with how we pray like do we really do we really get in there and is that probably the reason why we tend to be like like you said the whole jesus and therapy not knocking therapy but you know like people say yeah 
pray, but then make, you know, enough with the prayer, do something. Mm-hmm. But I think, I guess all I'm saying, and I, I went way around to get here, but I'm saying that a lot of times we kind of even tend to discount prayer these days. Like it's not really worth it. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if like we've kind of been approaching it all wrong, you know, and that's part of the reason why we tend to discount it. Like we kind of tend to more so lean toward taking stuff into our own human hands or whatever, you know, because on average, I don't know, maybe we, we, I mean, we don't really see the power in it, but like, you know what I mean? But like, does that mean that, that there is no power in prayer or does that mean that we're like, we need to revisit you know how we're approaching prayer you know it makes me think about um richard foster's book the celebration of discipline he talked about intercessory prayer he said like if your tv stops working like if you are not getting a a, um pitch on your tv whatever you don't assume that like what do you say gosh i can't remember exactly but basically he was saying that you try to figure out what's wrong. Yeah, you troubleshoot it. You troubleshoot until you get it to work. Like, you you know it should work. So, you don't just be like, oh, I tried it and it didn't work. You do things to try to fix it. This was back when you could actually fix TVs. I don't know if you can fix TVs these days. But, yeah. um, you know, you had a TV repairman. Apparently, there's one who's in McClendon. Was or is, I don't know. But I know everybody... Right. You related to that McClendon who used to fix TVs? <laughs> it's no, like, no, no, I hear no. that so much. I'm like, who is this guy? Mm-hmm. But um, I don't think anybody fits TVs like that anymore. But um, but yeah, you would do what you could to figure it out. Like, like he said, um, basically, like the signals for the TV are still out there. They didn't just like go away. You know that like if you had the right kind of receiver, you're going to get the TV images. Right. Which is amazing. It's like, how in the world you transmit picture and sound through the air? Mm-hmm. But we don't even do that anymore, hardly. Well, we we kind of do, I mm-hmm. guess. Anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> let me stop trying <laughs> to be whatever. But um, you, you figure out what's wrong with the receptacle. And so we got to do the same thing with prayer. You were saying that when it doesn't seem like our prayers have effect, we have to do something to keep tweaking it to see what we can do to get our prayers to work. Right. And, but I think we we just don't have that kind of appetite these days. We kind of think, I tried it, I prayed, you know, I just let it be. Or I prayed and nothing happened, so Lord will be done. And instead of seeing, is it something wrong in the way we're praying? Is there something wrong in the way we're praying that we don't see more people raised from the dead and, is there something wrong? And I say more people that we don't see anybody mm-hmm. raised from right, the dead. Right, right, is there right. something wrong with what we're how we're praying that people aren't being healed? And is there something wrong in, in that lives aren't being changed? And so, you know, even kind of think about what we were talking about, what you were um, discussing at the very beginning of this podcast, and thinking about what we're talking about with prayer and all that stuff like you know you know in today's society which is very much a 
very quick, instant society. We kind of like, I don't know, like, you know, the, the old folks used to talk about like what Terry and all that kind of stuff and waiting and, you know, and, 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 um, you know, praying and praying. I still remember, <laughs> I still remember the church I grew up in, you know, like going to a intercessory prayer with my dad. You know, it was like a men's intercessory prayer group. Um, where well, the men would meet at this particular particular time. Sometimes it would be everybody, but um, I mean, it just seemed like we were we were back up in that back room forever, forever praying. You know, just looking and seeing brothers praying real hard. And you know, I mean, of course, I don't know how long it actually was, but like being a kid and kind of you know you sitting in this circle. And all these brothers praying like really, really fervently. Like that was like that biblical fervent prayer, you know, yelling and just going in and just kind of being like, man, what in the world is going on? And it seemed like it just lasted for hours, (laughs) you know. And um, I don't know. I think that a lot of what happens in our society is like, you know, our society always has a tendency to kind of, package things and make them efficient and quick and kind of like you know bite-sized chunks so they can kind of fit in what you got going on so sometimes it doesn't necessarily fit to explain what all you got going on in your life or it may not fit for you to hear what what all somebody got going on in their life it might might not necessarily fit to pray for a few hours you know you know and I think that our our Sometimes like our lack of staying power kind of keeps us from really kind of going as deep with stuff, whether it be like as deep in relationship or as deep in prayer or I don't know. I'm kind of, yeah, or anything for that matter. You know, I guess it kind of goes back to what I was saying about, you know, you and I were talking earlier about all this, um, just kind of being frustrated with the whole shallow living thing that you just kind of observe, you know, like, you know, especially with social media and it's like everybody, you know, you know, we, we get all enamored by a lot of these people who have all these followers. And so I'm not, and I ain't hating on nobody. I'm really not, I'm not, I'm not. But like, I guess the thing that, that troubles me is just that, you know, that a lot of folks, you, I mean, we know, we, we see, even especially when you're trying to build a business, you see the things that you're encouraged to do to get followers and all that kind of stuff. It's a lot of times it's like fake it till you make it kind of stuff where you got to like game the system and you got to post this amount of times and post a certain way, be a post a certain way, you know, and, and you know, you got to look, look the part and all that kind of stuff. And, and you, you just may not, you just may not be there, you know? And, um, it just a lot of stuff is superficial. I mean, even just like a, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, I heard about, like I told you, some personality who, um, I guess, who was very openly dealing with depression, but they were having all the, you know, just very, very well known on social media, and they ended up unfortunately passing away. I think they took their lives or something like that. And it's like, man, you know, it's like for. To 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 
to see, you know, like the, you know, the kind of very high quality content this person was putting out there, you know, it just kind of almost makes it seem like this person, man, they have the life, mm-hmm. you know, kind of visiting all these nice places and stuff like that. But, but this individual didn't have that life. Right. And it's like, why is it's It's almost, it's almost just exhausting. Just all the messaging. I know like anytime I go on YouTube and it could be because of the kind of people I often look up, you know, coaches and um, business strategists and things, but you get those ads where it's like, look at me, I'm sitting here in front of my fancy car and I'm on the beach and, um, you know, you want to know how I made a million dollars in 20 days. And it's just like all this, these gimmicks and people acting like, you know, I got such a perfect life and don't you, don't you want to know how I got this perfect life? And it just seems like, like it, a lot of times when I see those things and when I watch the news and just different stuff, it reminds me of, um, you know, those, um, oh gosh, I can't think of the word, um, apocalyptic movies, (laughs) you know, it's always like these, uh, weird things happening. Like when you look at the media on those movies, the um, news is always like reporting all these different calamities or whatever. And, um, and then you see like, I don't know. It's, it's just like, it's a lot of times it, it seems like the same stuff that you see in those movies. You know, you see people like, look at what I did. I did this. I made this money. I'm this cool. I'm that cool. It just seemed like you just start to feel that something ain't right. Something ain't right. right yeah, it's yeah, about yeah. to go down. Like it just feels like this. Like it's just like getting, something gonna pop over there. Yeah, because it's like everybody is talking about this. Everybody talking about that, and I don't know. Mm. And I, I just feel like it's a, it's kind of like a dangerous place that we're in. And um, I don't think like it just the whole influencer culture. <sighs> it's just too much. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess it's just too much media anyway. Mm-hmm. It's you know you got TV, you got phone, you got. Instagram and and Facebook and all the other social media outlets, you got the news and it's just like, you're just constantly surrounded with information and, and people showing you this and that. And some of it's real, some of it's not. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's a lot. Yeah. 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 Go ahead. My bad. Well, it's fine. I mean, that's pretty much it. Just, just, it's just so much superficiality. Yeah, yeah, it's too much. It really is. It is. It's like you kind of, you know, we're kind of in a day and age where people are increasingly, with every generation, less less knowledgeable about how to how to deal with situations, less knowledgeable about how to deal with other people. You know, and um, yeah, it is. It's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. You know, it's one of the things that I've struggled with being a person who owns you know, a couple of his own businesses and whatnot. And, you know, I've struggled because I know what I'm quote supposed to do with social media, but then I don't necessarily like doing a lot of those things. I just kind of feel weird about it, you know? And, um, I don't know, but then, then, you know, aside from whatever businesses that I own, I kind of think about how I go on social media and every single time I catch myself, you know, looking at this picture and that video and all this kind of stuff. And I'd be like, I I really, really have to like 
be very, I have to be very, very, very um, intentional to like do what I need to do because I forget every time like what I'm doing, you know, and I um, I don't know, you know, I kind of think about how people joke with me about <laughs> how I still have a flip phone. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, I know it's interesting, but it's like now, man, you know, it's like I'm not getting a smart one if I if I don't have to, you know, it's it's my personal, just my personal choice. But it's more so because I just can't imagine getting all those notifications, you know, email. You know, I got a few email addresses, so getting email notifications from several email addresses and getting, you know, stuff from Facebook, Instagram. I did get rid of my Twitter, you know, and um, it's too much, man. It's 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 too much. It, it it's again, it's like. I was thinking about a lot of this stuff the other day and I was like, man, you know, I know it's kind of cliche, but like for real, man, all this stuff, it don't matter. It don't matter. It's like you get, we get caught up in all this and we all, you know, it, you know, a lot of us, a whole lot of us, we, we be dealing with stuff, but then we don't really interact with real humans that much anymore. Then when you got a pandemic that took a lot of that away, a lot of what we did do as far as interacting with humans. It's like this stuff is crazy, man. You know, yeah, it's crazy. You know, and um, but like at the end of the day, you look at all the social media and you look at all the things that we busy ourselves with, and it's like you really think about this stuff. All that stuff don't matter at all. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. So it's like okay, so if it doesn't matter, we're here. We're here living life. What What are you gonna What are we gonna do with our lives? Like, what are we gonna do that's actually meaningful? You know. That'll, that'll actually make some sort of good difference. Because if, it, you know, otherwise, you know, it's like we're just these drones who just do stuff, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, yeah, it definitely feels like something, I don't know, something got to, something is, is, is like really, really off, I guess. Yeah, and I, I think that part of the challenge is, like you said, something's not right. Or um, this stuff doesn't matter. That's what you said. But it's hard for us to be able to discern what does matter. Because we're so inundated with it. Even thinking about prayer. Sometimes I know that I might not pray. Or even like go and do something for somebody. Because I have other stuff that I need to do. And it's hard to be able to discern what things do you put a pause on so that you can go do something for somebody else. Um, even though sometimes you, you have to still do your stuff so that you can be healthy and do stuff that you enjoy. But like, when do you say, okay, what I'm doing or what I think is so important, I can put it aside so I can pray for somebody like for real, mm-hmm. or I can go and do something for somebody and I think we just so unaccustomed to that. But there, there were times where these jobs that we have now, they didn't exist. And social media didn't exist. And um, the different obligations and clubs and leadership positions that we have, they didn't exist. And so it's like it shows how irrelevant all this other stuff is because there were times when this stuff wasn't even, even thought of. So it's like there are things in life that go beyond all of that. There are things that are foundational, I think, that we have to like kind of go back 
and see what those things are and experience those things before we can really operate in the world with all the other stuff, the distractions and obligations and things. Because we just kind of feel like these are things we have to do. But then if you get the opportunity to even briefly peel back the layers, you realize this stuff is not necessary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we just don't hardly get that opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you just get so spun up. You know, you're just always going, so you're always distracted. Always. Always. And as long as you just kind of stay on the train, then you never, you never, you never see what's going on, you know. I just kind of think that all of us, you know, all of us, you know, don't don't fully understand how distracted we are from, like, the things that really matter. you tell talking about, like, people taking, you know, like, taking out the time to, like, see after other people and even to pray and you know obviously you can't speak for everybody but i think about how you know the bible talks about that time when peter got thrown into prison because um right man mm-hmm. i feel like so i feel like peter would have been on his own oh yeah yeah he would have been just like well yeah, lord yeah. please keep him and that would have been it right when they have prayed till he was released right the, would we have prayed till he right, was released right yep the bible says that when he was thrown in prison, I mean, he probably was gonna get executed. And and the Bible says that the believers in that area were like just just praying. I mean, just fervently and just without fail, they had all gathered somewhere secretly and just praying endlessly, you know. And um and so yeah, but like yeah, yeah, these <laughs> these days it'd be like praying for you <laughs> yeah like peter we praying for you and then people still going to work people still on instagram you know like i'm i can't not folks because i do it too right but like should we really be on instagram when somebody is in dire need of prayer right like <laughs> we we our priorities are just mixed up so, but that's it. I feel like we're really about to go in at the end, but we'll have to pick it up another time. Thank y'all for listening. I hope that you share and I hope you'll participate in the conversation on social media. Yeah. <laughs> Pursuing Wholeness is a Back to Basics Health and Wholeness podcast. Music produced by Life on 